Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. And today, on today's agenda is Emerging Market Debt or EM Debt. Emerging market bonds have been hit by their worst losses of the past decade amid deep market anxiety over looming interest rate hikes and the threat of global recession. And just look at those numbers. The rolling 12-month return on the JP Morgan EMBI Global Diversified or the benchmark index of the dollar-denominated EM sovereign bonds was at negative 21.2% at the end of June. But despite this, some analysts believe that the asset class fundamentals remain strong and that this is the time to buy into emerging market debt. So we want to find out more from Ramon Maronikian, Fixed Income Portfolio Specialist at t Price. Hi, Mr. Ramon. Hello, and thank you for having me. Great to have you on our show as well. Um, Ramon, emerging market debt seems to have taken a bigger hit than other areas of fixed income amid the war in Ukraine, rising inflation. Which emerging markets are experiencing the greatest losses and why is that so? Well, let's uh, take a step back and look at what has really hit emerging markets so far this year. And these are mainly three things. The first, of course, is uh, geopolitical risk, as we've seen in Russia and Ukraine. The second is inflation, mainly renewed supply-side inflation shocks and some upside surprises that we're seeing. And the third one is a consequence of that, the Fed shifting to a more aggressive tightening mode to control inflation, leading to tightening in financial uh, conditions. And so against this backdrop, the emerging markets that are getting hurt the most are those that are suffering from one of the following, uh, poor fiscal sustainability and debt dynamics, as we're seeing growth uh, slowing down, uh, resulting in falling revenues. Uh, The second is an external position that is uh, exacerbated by, again, the tightening financial conditions that we're seeing, led to some extent by a stronger U.S. dollar. Uh, Challenging environments are also resulting in or revealing weak governance structures uh, in key institutions, uh, and this is also causing challenges within, especially within emerging markets, in response to Uh, these external and internal idiosyncratic factors. So in terms of the countries that are experiencing larger losses through wider spreads Mm. and the deterioration in the credit profiles include Nigeria, Ghana, Pakistan, and Turkey. Wow. And uh, Ramon, we do see EM debt chalking up 21.2% losses, according to that JP Morgan EMBI Global Diversified, that benchmark index. How concerning is this? Well, first of all, I wanted to uh, make clear that global fixed income markets, pretty much across all sectors except for floating rate, really suffered double digit losses, especially during the first half of this year. Uh, for emerging markets, that over 21%, about half of that were the result of rising treasury yields, and half of that the result of uh, widening uh, spreads. And this has resulted in uh, significant outflows from the asset class, uh, especially uh, given its designation of emerging markets and because of uh, macro risk uh, aversion. So we're really seeing the asset class suffer from lowest uh, asset prices, the third widest spreads uh, in history. But we 
really see this more as value creation. We see it as being pretty attractive, especially if you can pick the right credits and avoid the uh, defaults. So uh, just recently, especially because of valuations, we upgraded uh, in emerging markets uh, to mm-hmm. a buy. And at the same time, with yields of over 8% right now, we believe this gives us plenty of cushion against further spread widening in case something goes wrong. And uh, before we talk about the fundamentals of EM debt and also whether it's a time to go into EM debt, I just want to find out a little bit more about uh, the US Federal Reserve, which is set to further hike interest rate in the coming months. To what extent will this affect EM debt performance for the rest of this year? Or do you think markets have priced that in already? Well, you know, inflation is really a, a very difficult call as we're seeing both the Fed and the markets gradually or continually recalibrate uh, their views. Just more recently, uh, we've seen that markets were pricing in Fed cuts by early next year. We didn't agree. Uh, And over the last couple of days, markets, again, have repriced that, thinking that uh, the Fed would probably need to be more hawkish as it is more determined Mm -hmm. to rein in uh, inflation. At the same time, we also expect these tightening uh, financial conditions to continue to constrain global uh, growth. Uh, most of this has already uh, been priced in, whether it's Fed rate hikes or the default rate scenarios uh, within uh, emerging markets. So we think that once rates do stabilize, then that can form the backdrop of a decrease in volatility and a potential recovery in spreads. Mm. If that is the case, do you think that EM debts have reached its bottom at this point? And if not, when will this uh, the bottom be? Well, again, when we look at the performance of EM debt, we're looking at base treasury yields and EM uh, spreads. In terms of base treasury yields, they've already risen significantly since the start of the year. And so we think mm. that we're not sure exactly where the peak is, but we think really the worst is behind us in terms of the rise uh, in treasury yields. And similarly in the widening of spreads as well, though we can expect some further volatility in spreads, uh, again, as markets rethink and reprice a potential for inflation and expected policy responses uh, by the Fed, uh, we do believe that the worst is behind us. And once volatility gradually at least stabilizes uh, and we get greater visibility around inflation and and the extent of uh, central bank tightening, uh, then we think that this would be a good backdrop uh, for the sector to recover. But again, in the meantime, uh, yields of over 8.2% really think Mm. provides very attractive carry. So even if nothing really changes right now, uh, receiving that 8.2% yield uh, is already a very handsome on its own, especially in terms of not only providing uh, mm. potential cushion if something goes wrong, but in terms of um, that spread compressing once we see things improve. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Ramon Manonikia, Fixed Income Portfolio Specialist at T. Rowe Price. Uh, Ramon, T. Rowe Price believes that sharp declines in EN debt performance have been historically been followed by strong rebounds. Can we expect the same this time round? We are fairly confident that we can uh, expect a recovery. And this is really because of four different things. The first is uh, typically higher yields means greater carry, which provides a stable source of return. 
Uh, and again, a cushion in case something goes wrong. So over 8% really provides you with a lot of uh, protection um, before your, your income or your carry is, is wiped out. Uh, second is that we believe that spreads are already pricing in default risk in the most distressed names. So even if these defaults do indeed uh, play out, uh, they're already reflected in current attractive valuations. Uh, third is that spreads are really mean reverting over time. They don't, they don't widen indefinitely. So at some point when we see some uh, stabilization in the macro environment, in the rate environment, in the outlook for inflation, and we see the cycle turn, then we can expect yields to sort of mean revert and to grind uh, tighter. Uh, and lastly, uh, you know, uh, the EM brand goes back to the 1990s, where there were many countries that really had various types of problems. But today, uh, many of these emerging markets <clears throat> have implemented really important long-term structural reforms uh, that have upgraded the asset class. So for example, Mexico is a solid uh, investment grade and running a surplus. Uh, Indonesia is firmly investment grade. Uh, Chile is now a single A market. Uh, and among the Middle East, UAE, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia are all strongly anchored on the fiscal uh, side. So it's really now a very different mix from what's traditionally been considered as emerging markets. Hmm. Well, since you're on the topic of geographies, which are the geographies with very strong fundamentals? I understand you mentioned some names, but uh, could we deep dive into that? We believe that EM spreads are very attractive by historical uh, standards. We're not just looking at valuations, but also valuations in light of the fundamentals that we are seeing, which we consider to be uh, fairly uh, solid. But of course, within EM, it's critical to be selective because the emerging markets asset class really has the largest risk being idiosyncratic. It really depends from country uh, to country. And that's why there are plenty of opportunities specifically for active investors to harvest yields that benefit from an anticipated recovery. And at the same time, avoid those that have the potential for credit deterioration and eventually higher risk uh, of defaults. So uh, for example, um, just generally our strategies are to avoid countries with the highest risk of defaults and at the same time, the highest quality sovereigns where you're just not getting, getting paid enough. And we'd rather choose those that are kind of higher quality within the single B, double B range that yields over 7% and carry low default risk. So more specifically, we'd want to overweight select frontiers that are, um, that are very well anchored in terms of their credit profiles. Uh, these include Dominican Republic, uh, Morocco, uh, Romania, and uh, Senegal, for example. Uh, we also want to overweight mm. certain idiosyncratic distress situations. Uh, even though they're distressed, we're seeing that uh, recovery values are actually higher than where markets are pricing in right now. Some of these include Sri Lanka, El Salvador, and Zambia. And again, we want to underweight uh, select countries where we think the risk of defaults are larger, like Nigeria, Ghana, Pakistan, and Turkey. And finally, we also want those that are structurally overvalued. They're, they don't really pay you very much. Uh, the, the, the credit profiles are too strong, like uh, UAE, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, 
and Uruguay. Hmm, I see. And、uh, you know, Ramon, all in for investors. What should they be cautious about when investing in EM debt at this point?、Uh, I think that.、Uh, Couple of things, right? Be cautious about focusing too much on the short term. If you look at your、mm. investments on a day-to-day basis,、uh, it's going to be it's going to be、um, pretty stressful, and you may make、uh, decisions that are really not looking at the medium to long term.、Uh, so the first is really to focus on、uh, investing for the long term. Uh, the second is to capitalize on buying opportunities by going contrarian. You don't want to sell when everyone else is already sold and things are already very cheap. Right now, again, we think that、uh, the sell-off has resulted in very attractive yields, and these opportunities don't really come around very often. So, this is a good time to capitalize on these, and they need to be patient uh, and do so uh,、mm. with an with an eye for the long term. Uh, the other thing is、uh, to invest with active managers, and that is because, again, for EM, each country is different, and idiosyncratic risk really needs to be managed through a greater sense of、uh, selectivity. Buying those countries that are that are doing、uh, well, that are attractively valued, and avoiding those that have potential for further credit deterioration. And passive funds are not able to do that. They just buy the index,、uh, regardless of whether securities overvalued or whether they are heading for a default. So, again, it's important to go active,、uh, I believe, when investing、uh, in emerging markets. And really, pick your managers. Right,、uh, go with active managers that have very long and have very strong and proven、uh, track records. So, for instance, Zero Price has actually been investing in emerging market debt. For over 32 years, so that's really that's a long time. That's a lot of experience、uh, investing in these markets, which、uh, I, I believe has made made us very very good、uh, in identifying opportunities and capitalizing on them, and also just as importantly identifying risks and seeking to avoid or mitigate them.、Mm, thank you very much.、Uh, that was Ramon Maronikia. Uh, fixed income portfolio specialist at T Rowe Price. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.